All right. Episode number 58 of Stream of Thought. We are back. And for this episode, God, we start off by, what do we start off by talking about? I don't even remember. I think, was, I think we need to redo this. <laughs> no. We talk about uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, where you make the choice. Do we talk uh, about politics first? Or I we talk about I afterwards? I, 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 we talk about racism after we talk about the first thing. And I have no idea what it is, the first <laughs> thing that we talk Oh, the Sleep Cycle app. We talk about the Sleep Cycle app again. My uh, indifference towards it, where I was super gung-ho before, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, it's all right. It's an ongoing process. And then, yes, we talk about something going on at Evergreen University. Crazy story about racism. Victor was pretty shocked to hear about it, uh, which transitions us into, well, you know. You, we now just pretty politics. much identify racism with the current administration. So we talk about <laughs> It's so much Trump. more nuanced than that, but yes. whatever. And uh, then, speaking of controversies, uh, talk not too much about Glen Ellen's uh, issue of gas stations. Oh, the 7-Eleven raid. Yeah, that was 7-Eleven also kind raid. Of fun. And then we kind of wrap things up on just like a few little interesting things that I hear on the Twilight Zone that if you heard them in a, today's programming, those shows would be taken off the air so quickly. <laughs> and there would be so much uproar in social media. But back then, it was totally normal. So, with that being said, episode number 58, Stream of Thought. We hope you... Enjoy. So as I'm leaning back in this chair right now, it is kind of lopsided, and I'm getting into this habit of so <laughs> getting right. salt all over the no. windowsill here. No, man, I took my shoes off. I know, so but right. I saw that the other day, and I thought to myself, "Oh, yes, I that, thought to myself, that totally that's not for me, is no. it? And I was trying to think of how I sit, and I was like, no. And then I thought, I wonder if Rick's is going to try and blame that on me. <laughs> I wonder if Rick's is no, uh, going exactly to say something my, about that, and then he's going to try and blame it on exactly me. That's exactly where my feet go. I'm surprised Dulce hasn't cleaned that. That's very... Yeah. Well, there is electronics over here, so... Um, but anyway, so Ray ended up giving me this chair for as a gift uh when he wants when, whenever he wants to like get rid of crap like yeah. he's like ricks do you want this yeah. and it just so happened that one of those pieces of crap was like a chair that actually had some padding in it as compared to the chair that i'm using right now right. which office chair just flat it it's okay it hurts my butt man when i sit in it so <laughs> the only problem it's a very nice chair the only problem is that one of the wheels <laughs> one of the wheels is like loose and detaches itself i haven't figured out how to like make it stick permanently but something weird will happen where it always ends up on one side of the chair and it always pops loose. And I don't know how. I don't know when. Like, I get up, it moves the chair in a way that, like, pops the wheel loose. But it seems stable when I put it back in place because it's just – it fits in this hole. But I'll, there will be times where I just lean back and suddenly I'm like, whoo, and, uh, you know, I go for a little trip. You should try super gluing it. Because the it rotates, no, because if you look oh, on the, yeah, there should, prob- be, there should be a right. ring yeah. on, so you have the wheel, and then you have a metal rod, and then at the base of that rod, there should be a ring, okay. and that's where it swivels and I'll figure around. it out. It's not that And that big. ring is where it locks into the plastic. Well, maybe I'll YouTube it. Maybe, I'm sure there's a yeah. YouTube video. <laughs> I bet there is. That's pretty funny. Um, so I'm having some second thoughts on the sleep cycle app. It's Uh-oh. still really great. Oh, no. And okay. I realized yeah, now that I may have talked it up too much too soon. And the reason that I say that is because, for example, today I took a nap and I look at it and I thought to myself, 
I was clearly awake during a good portion of this, yet it did not see that I was awake. And I was like, oh man, I wonder if the rest of my data is skewed. And But then I remember you said, your Fitbit is very accurate because it's around your wrist, mm-hmm. and the data is almost verbatim the, yeah. as that in the sleep cycle. Now, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I look at my watch, right? Yes. And I know exactly what time it is. And I look at my sleep cycle the next day, and I was like, well, I was definitely awake during this portion, I think, and this portion. And so I'm just starting to be a little apprehensive. A little skeptical? Um, and don't forget too, it doesn't necessarily have 100% accuracy. There, there are some times where, I mean, where's your phone placed? You know, there's all these different things to, to take into consideration to make sure that it's getting the right sensors and you have kind of an old phone too. Well, then I was thinking too, like, is this what my, the next, you know, 20 years of my life is going to be? I'm going to, I'm going to ask myself, did I get good sleep by looking at data? I'm just, I'll know if I get good sleep. Yeah. But the next thing I was getting at was (laughs) if... If Apple had somehow built into their alarm clock that they have in the iPhone a an alarm that does the reverse lullaby, I don't need the app, the Sleep Cycle app. As long as I can get that reverse lullaby in any way possible. Yeah, to get you up on the – exactly, yeah. Because the um, – yeah, because... And you're talking about reverse lullaby where it notices that you're waking up, you're waking up, and it brings you out of that well, sleep. Well, it doesn't even have to notice that you're waking up. Like, if I can be in the middle of a deep REM cycle at you 5 in the morning, and if no, I'm slowly no. being wa- woken up... You gotta but wait, you know what? Today, wait I did, minutes. Did, today, I did wake up at, like, 5.07, and I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder if 5 a.m. would have really fucked me over. 507? It's possible. It's enti- because it's, I mean, your sleep cycles are pretty unpredictable. So you could totally be, have been in a deep sleep yeah. five minutes earlier and you could have been having this like super intense dream. Because what? They say you have something like, it's an insane amount of dreams over the course Dude, of the night. I've only been was- able to keep track or know of a handful, like seven or eight is a lot to like know like okay tidbits of like oh this and this and this and this and this and the fun thing is like when you can when they're all just completely crazy dreams but then you can remember how they all link together yeah but yeah you you have a bunch of it's your brain just discarding it's just unloading it's just way it's yeah. just too it, much processing when you're awake and it's just well don't forget too each dream only lasts about three or four seconds no way. Yeah, a full story. So when you're woken up out of a deep sleep and you're a visceral dream, wake up from a nightmare or something like that, and you just remember this like long ass story, three, three or four seconds. No way. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, dreams are extraordinarily short, which is why, like, you know, for those people who have never experienced dreams, they time, just, time, time, yeah. time, 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 time. So much is That's going so on there. Crazy. Yeah. Three or four seconds. So in three or four, it's like a. Uh, uh, um, it could be it could be something like thirty seconds, but it's less than a minute. It's What's absolutely that move? less. Than and a then it's like when you're in deeper and deeper in sleep, you go farther and farther. What's the movie uh, with Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? When oh, they go into the dreams. No, um, uh, it starts with the letter I. Oh my god! Uh, so it's like that. Like, yeah. are you maybe, talking about down the rabbit hole? 
No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Inception. Inception. Oh, Inception. Inception. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you know, like with time, when they go deeper and deeper, they could spend years and years and years down there. Yeah. But on the surface, it's really like, you know, well, I think five they make, minutes. I think they make reference to that, too. I think they talk about that in the movie, which is yeah, the, the premise. Because they're it. on that flight that's like, a, I don't know, 9, 12, 16-hour flight. Science. And they need it to be that length, and they have this whole plan to go deeper and deeper. And they go and get that, like, Japanese guy who got stuck because he was, like, slowly dying. And mm-hmm. he's super, super old. And yep. then they bring him back. What a mind fuck that would be to be, like, to age, age. And then all of a sudden you're brought back, you know, in, quote, unquote, real time. And you're still, like, whoa. Yeah. That'd be so it's, wild. It's crazy. So, so yeah, fun fact for the day. Uh, um. But, yeah, I would say – and it's one of those things, too, because for, going back to the sleep cycle really quick, I've been using it now for probably, what, since Christmas. So to two and a half weeks, three yeah. weeks almost. And I am getting to that point right now where, you know, I'll glance at it when I wake up, but I'm not, like, absorbing the numbers. Yeah. And be like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. Like, it kept relative track. Make sure that they're about similar. Just be like, fine, whatever. But it's interesting because it starts accumulating data. It, like, starts putting yeah. all these – data points together so you can start to see trends as the weeks and months go on where it's like oh like tuesday nights or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you can see where you're getting less restful sleep or you can see where you're you know where you're the most relaxed during the weekend you know during the weekend weekend something like that so i don't know it'll be interesting to see when all of those data points come. yeah i still have a whole pretty much a month of my free trial (laughs) what's next on your agenda Oh yeah, so since since you obviously don't have any topics, Talking I get to I get to uh, I get to control the next topic right. of conversation. Racism. Your, uh, choose your adventure. Racism. Yeah, you you chose the adventure the other time. So anyway, this could be really brief, and and it's not like super. I just I was reflecting on it, and I wanted to get your your input as a as a white man who doesn't really care about racial politics at all. Uh, there's this university. And it was it was featured in a lot of news stories, gosh, probably about six months ago or something like that. PBS had a special on them. Their nightly news hour had a special on them about a week and a half ago. Every university was this was the college campus, and maybe you heard of it, calling for a day of abstinence, of of asking or telling white students to be absent from campus and just have minority students there as like a show of solidarity to the legacy of oppression over the course of humankind. So needless to say, like, you know, when you have something like that going on, shit hit the fan. (laughs) And so it all started when these viral videos of a white male professor said, in response to because it used to be a voluntary day of absence and they wanted to make it into a mandatory so like saying white people should be actively discouraged from coming to campus as opposed to like if you want to show solidarity like as a white person you know you can stay off of campus as to as to like strongly encourage they realize that that is only going to get the white students who it's only going to rally the white students together. Oh man, dude! Fox News. Are you had fucking a thinking about like are you thinking about this at all? Like, you don't think the white students are going to get together and rally at against them being like 
Well, here's here's where it became a national story is that this white professor ended up uh, ended up saying, "Well, maybe this isn't a good idea that we mandate white students yeah, no be, be absent." And the shit that he got, it's on camera. These African American students, and again, I'm trying to be as like objective as I can in in the analysis. Yeah. I always want to be cautious around these sort of topics. But the African American students, most of whom were were women, uh, were uh, blockading his office as he was trying to leave, chanting um, basically the equivalent of, like, you're racist or things mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, okay, like, I've I've heard what you had to say, like, now can I share my response after listening to you? And they're like, no, we don't want to hear it. And then they shouted him down again and basically bullied him into resigning. And so he ended up just quitting his job. Wow. And he... <laughs> You know, him harboring a bunch of resentment towards this whole situation, as is probably justifiable, ended up going on uh, on all these conservative talk shows basically saying this is the problem with trying to talk about race is that this is the result, is that you just get angry mobs whenever you try to appease Mm -hmm. people who want justice in whatever they think it should look like. I think the thing that... pisses me off the most is what you just said when when someone voices their opinion but they don't allow other people to voice their an opinion that might um contrast with their own you know it's a two-way street when you are rat like you know what i'm saying (laughs) i do when you're trying to make an argument now I will say, I will try and, because part of why I went to seminary in the first place was that I was fascinated by one of my favorite theologians, Dr. James Cone, who you see a lot of his ideas uh, showing, popping up in instances like this, where his is a confrontational and adversarial approach to race relations. Basically, the perspective is white people cannot be trusted with having any sort of say in the dialogue because they have proven every time that they have a say in the dialogue, they dominate it and push down minority opinions. Mm -hmm. And so white people's responsibility should be to shut up and listen. And for me, like when I first heard that I had the same reaction, I think that we all do like, wow, like you hate me because I'm white. Like what the hell you're telling me just as a white person, I I should, I should shut up and listen. And, uh, it's interesting because for whatever reason, I tried it. Like, it's an, as counterintuitive as that is. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I made that I made a comment like that on YouTube uh, on oh, Philip yeah, DeFranco's yeah. show. We talked about that uh, yeah. many, many episodes ago. And the shit that I got is like being this like white, white sissy boy yeah. cuck or whatever. When I said, hey, there's nothing wrong with like listening to what an, a marginalized or oppressed group has to say. And... People are just so resistant to that. But anyway, like, I did it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put aside – I'm going to try and put aside my biases or my, like, objections or whatever and try and listen. And when I did, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I am I am listening to a, a pain and suffering that I could never have fathomed from just my perspective through my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to put myself into the eyes of somebody who – you know, James Cone was somebody who saw – who went to – who saw lynchings, who saw, who saw black people lynched in the South as he was growing up. It was a way of life. And to be like, wow, like if that was only your only exposure to white people growing up, that they, they're the white man come to hang you kind Mm -hmm. of thing. 
of course, that would leave this indelible, like, think of how traumatic that is. And so to have some sort of sympathy for those personal and existential experiences for me is like, you know, that's all, that's good. What these type of individuals did just seems so, uh, like, why? My, my, I guess my ultimate response is like, if you have an end goal in mind, like, that's fine. But they just seem to want to just be mean to a white person who disagreed. And it's like, well, that's not very constructive. Like, they don't have any theological or educational or academic uh, substance to their complaints. They're just doing it because they're angry. They don't know why they're angry, but they want to they want they want to hurt someone. Yeah. Emotionally hurt someone. Like they feel like they've been emotionally hurt. So are there any in the history have there been any like mobs of white people being pissed off about being asked to not be on camp- campus? <laughs> what do you mean? Like so they so this is the first time they're making it mandatory. Or they've talked about making it mandatory. Yeah, yeah no, but it's never the, been an issue before because it was all voluntary. Pe- oh, okay. It was all voluntary. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, I think it was, I think it could have been like a, yeah, no, it was last year that, that they So were they like, were talking about making it mandatory, it was never a mandatory. Not thing. mandatory, mandatory, but strongly encouraged. Like, yeah, you would well, get, you would get dirty shit. looks if you, yeah, if you were a white thing. person on campus. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> I, but the fact that that's, you know, still going that sort of stuff is still going on and that there's these this raw emotion that like i mean shit what do you do about an instance like that where you just have i mean no possibility it seems like of communication i saw an an interview with morgan freeman um i cannot recall who was interviewing him morgan freeman interesting definitely morgan freeman and there and the interviewer asked him something you know i think he said something like along the lines of like as a, you know, black actor, or black man, he's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you know, African or whatever. He's like, no, like, I'm just a man. I'm just an actor. And he's like, well, how do you as a, as a, he kept, he kept um, prodding at the fact that he was black, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, how do we, how do we stop racism or how do we alleviate it? And he said, you stop talking about it. This, what you're doing right here, you're, he's pretty much <laughs> said like, what you're doing right here, you're bringing it to life. Mm-hmm. I am not Morgan Freeman, the black man, and you are not so-and-so, the white man. Like, you're just this person, and I'm this person, and we're two humans being on, on Earth. You stop giving it so much attention mm-hmm. It was is pretty much what he said. And I, I remember, like, the guy, like, didn't really know how to respond to that. And Morgan Freeman's just sitting there with this look on his face like, all right, next question. Like, yeah. That's been said and done. Uh, Got that like, yeah. Uh, racism, racism, uh, uh, I think we got to end I'm not interview. saying we don't talk about it. No. But I'm saying in certain yeah. areas, it's brought to life when it doesn't have to be to as, to as high a degree. I think you raise a very good point there. I think that that actually more that's more or less the way that I operate. I operate in the way is like okay. So my my underlying philosophy of the way that I live my life is like they'll know we are Christians by our love. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's always this like attempt to like go towards love of of other people. And so I found that the best way to show uh, people who disagree with you, like uh, political, religious ideologies, whatever, like that disagree with you, that your side is not evil is by being a good person to them 
and like befriending them. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like I have such a good relationship with Ray and with my other friend uh, who uh, drives me to our meetings, right? Yeah. Is because I listen and I say, I'm not going to judge you based off of your, you know, you get judgment. I feel like you, your perception is that you get, you're getting judged by the world. Like you're getting judged by everyone around you. They complain about that all the time. Like there's judgment towards the white man. Like they're very, they're very upset about that. And I'm like, even I, I want to let them know I, I am, I identify myself with the, who you see as the opposition, but I'm not going to judge you. Like I'm not going, I, I'm not participating in that stereotype. Like I'm not judging you. We don't need to talk about it. Like, we can if you want. I'll be honest. I won't judge you, but, like, I'm still going to love you. I'm still yeah. going to befriend you. I'm still going to have conversations with you. And there's more in, There's more that unites us than divides us. And simply just for me, like, by being a good person, I'm showing them, oh, well, not all liberals are Satan yeah. incarnate, right? I think it's important for people to know that even if they don't have or whoever it is. Like, you're, so you're, you're pretty much saying, like, I'm not... I'm not going out of my way, or my goal is not to oppress your opinion. I hear it. I understand. This is what I'm about. I'm not trying to extinguish your personal beliefs. I'm just saying I disagree, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And that that may seem foreign, I think, to a lot of people. A lot of people might hear what I because just said becomes, and be like, it, because, wait, it, it, what? Because, because, like, the dichotom- because it's a dichotomy where one must, one must prevail over the other. Exactly, exactly. There has to be, a, there has to be, a, like, there, you can't, you can't admit. You can't have both. You, you can't have both, exactly. And by doing so, you are admitting that you're wrong and, like, that's, you can't do that. You know, it's, it's this weird, I don't know, for me, like, it's not about the ego. Like, I'm able to set my ego aside if I'm thinking I'm trying to be a good Christian. Like, Well, I think, too, to its root, it also has to do with establishing your dominance for sake of safety. Meaning, okay, if my, yeah. you know, whether it's, whether it is physical, like it would have been thousands of years ago, or just, you know, mental... If you establish your dominance, then you don't have to worry. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, yeah. there's a bit of a burden. Yeah, it's very animalistic. You don't have to worry Hi- any, anymore. So, you know, so Darwinian theory. Too, yeah. Absolutely. You know, the alpha male yeah. has existed long before. So, yeah, I just found that, that was a very interesting, interesting little controversy. Um, on a similar note, did you see that yesterday... There were raids on, I think, almost 107 11 stores. I know. It was kind of like an incognito story that was, like, never really trending, but it kind of, like, was out there. Yeah. And I was like, I saw it here, I saw it there, but no one really was talking a lot about it. It's just like, oh, this happened kind of thing. That was crazy. Over 107 11 stores raided. I can't remember. Last I saw 26... Illegal immigrants caught in those raids. Yeah, I can't remember. That. I think it was ninety-one were raided and like twenty-one okay. were arrested. Okay, or twenty-one. Maybe, yeah, I, I yeah. Think that's what I believe. That's what the number. That sounds were. about right. But I saw that and I thought I'm just shaking my head and rolling my eyes and I'm just like, really, you're gonna choose Seven <sighs> Eleven? Like, know. like you couldn't just make this a more blanket statement like we're going, you know, just make People it ninety-one color, arrests yes, across yeah. various. Um, industry, it's like, no, we're going after 7-Eleven 
because that's where the terrorists are. Yeah. Or that's where the The people who look like terrorists are. Yeah. Like, fucking... Who don't I, look I, like, like us. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. There was a law in Arizona a, a while ago where they were like, all right, you pretty much... Police uh, have the authority to legally just pull someone over if they are, uh, look Mexican uh, so you can check their papers. Yes. Yes. No, That's you right. can't fucking do Jan that. Jan Brewer you was the governor. You can't do that. Yeah. You guys are idiots. Yeah. But yeah, of all, just, let's just pick some 7-Elevens. I, I cannot think of an, another, like, chain of businesses that would be more stereotypical for, oh, like... for sure. What's, what's, what's the business chain of the immigrant? Yeah. <laughs> 7-Eleven. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, for me, I, I was... I was stunned, but not surprised. Wasn't there a documentary or a story called like called "A Day Without an Immigrant"? Where or is, wasn't there some movement so. where like one day people who or it was encouraged by people who weren't from this country just to not to show up to work and see how much of a domino effect that would have for a business day? Yes, and it's substantial. Like it's it's something like I would 8%. love to know how much work would not get done if all. I'm not saying that people who are illegally in the country should stay in the country, but I would love to know how much work is done on the country's behalf by people who are here illegally doing work that wouldn't have otherwise been done. I mean, it's... There's no way to measure that. There's There's no way to measure that. It's impossible to. And until we see some sort of national economic hit due to all this, like, terrorizing minorities... Mm -hmm. It's going to keep going on as long as Trump is president. I mean, like, what, what is that? They're sending – I forget whether it was Salvador, Salvadorian or Honduras re- refugees. They're sending 200,000 of them back to their uh, nation where, where there's like a civil war going on. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which which one if, if you know. I don't recall, no. But it's like, I mean, just this concerted effort to go after brown and black people is just – so just whatever we're we're not even going to disguise it. This is what we're doing. Sorry, you were going to say? No, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just shaking my head like I cannot fucking wait for this. I've never okay. You know me, right? Yeah. I have never been super vocal or opinionated at all about anything related to politics for the most part. Yeah. I cannot wait for fucking Donald Trump to get out of office, dude. Like I. And just, I, by now, I'm like, fucking, hey, fuck this guy. My brother hates talking about politics. He was the first one in our family to buy that Fire, Fire and Fury book by Michael Wilson <laughs> in our family. Because he thought that Trump was going to ban it. Really? Yeah. Which is not a crazy thought That's to, like, have. That's like 451 shit right there. Oh, yeah, when he was when he was elected, I was like, all right. And then when he took office, I was like, all right, just let's, you know, I I understand all the crazy shit he's been saying and doing, but let's give him a chance. Let's just give him a fair shot. I get it. Let's just give him a fair. It's not even the end of. Uh, it's been what a year. Uh, yeah. Not even. Yeah, it's been. I think a year. It's been three hundred and. 44 days. No, 354 days. How do you know? Because it's January 11th today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens in three... I don't know. Maybe in three years, everything will be like, wow, I can't believe it. How many people in history, though, have been met met with so much opposition, and then they're not truly 
um, appreciated until after their time. Do you I don't know. Did you hear? Do you hear what his work schedule is? Well, okay. Let me take a guess. <laughs> okay, what time does he wake up? Give me that. No. Okay. Okay. You, okay, you have to guess what time he gets up. The president of okay, the United let me States. Get, let me get. Okay. He wakes On up. An average day. He wakes up at nine a.m. <laughs> nine a.m. That's funny. He wakes up at nine a.m. He eats breakfast at ten. He talks about money with his uh, white racist friends from ten to noon. <laughs> at noon, he takes lunch. Hits the links at two. Comes back by six. Uh, maybe does a press conference. Maybe does press conferences in between the back nine and front nine. And eats dinner. Uh, and then just tweets for a couple hours. <laughs> bed and does it all over the next again the next day. No, what is his schedule for real? Uh, What's his I'm, schedule? I'm trying to because, oh man, I feel like, oh yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> um, because I want to make sure I get this right. You overestimated his his workday by about a factor of four or five. He does about 20% of what you just guesstimated. Normally, of what? he wakes up. Or? Normally, his first meeting of the day is at 11 a.m. Are you fucking kidding me? So he's likely in bed tweeting for... What, what they call executive time, which is him watching TV and tweeting. So he, he wakes up, like, early at, like, 4 or 5 a.m. and just rage tweets until he gets tired and, you know, does whatever. But he doesn't take his first meeting. He's, he, does, he doesn't start his job until 11 a.m. Okay. And then he does uh, 45 minutes of meetings, then has lunch for an hour, followed by <laughs> two more hours... Two and a half more hours of executive time, which is watching TV Personal and tweeting. Time. Watching TV and tweeting. Yeah. And then from 2.30 to like 3.30, he might have another meeting. And then he's done for the day. No. Yeah. I said he has all about, of that. He has about two meetings. I said all of that as a joke. Oh, and guess how many, guess how, uh, what percentage of days he's ended up golfing while Pre- uh, I believe it's been 20% of his time. 33. It's, about a third of... jumped up since I last heard. About a third of his time in office has been... Golfing. Golfing. And then this is the schedule that he has on a regular basis. Wow. So he's he's probably worked on average, probably less than I work with Ray. <laughs> he only has the most important job in the whole fucking world right now. And he spends all of his time watching TV and tweeting. Well, there's okay, and then this is the other thing too is that there have been, and I have kind of a counter perspective to a lot of my colleagues, but there's been this uh, outcry of concern over the president's mental health because aides have been reporting him like increasing the frequency of the number of stories that he tells, like repeatedly like just he tells the same stories over and over again and the period in which he retells those stories is growing smaller and smaller so now it's like he'll tell a story and then he'll repeat the exact same story to the exact same people 10 minutes later like he never Mm -hmm. told it in the first place and so you have i think there was like 500 or something hundreds of psychologists signed a petition 
like encouraging the president to get his mental health checked out because they're concerned about the behaviors that they're seeing. And a lot of people were like, oh, look at how serious this is. Like all these medical professionals are coming out, like commenting on the president's health. And my response to that is it's not it, – it is against the general practices of any psychologist to diagnose someone or even give a rough diagnosis of someone who they have not personally talked to. Okay. And so well, everyone sort of like cheering this as, look, even the professionals are worried, I think that's like – that violates a certain standard of – Thing that rises above one man like right. yeah trump may be crazy or whatever but luckily we have a constitution and there's the 25th amendment which is a great remedy for that should he should mike pence ever see reason to be that concerned he can invoke the 25th amendment and start what's the 25th if a president is unable to fulfill his duties and obligations he can be removed from office oh. so and that can be initiated by mike pence only the vice president? Yes. Really? It can't be initiated by... Oh, it else? can be It can be initiated by the cabinet, but everyone's going to look to to Mike Pence. Oh. Because Mike Pence would be the one to take over, so he has to be on board. So what's he... What's... You pay attention... Attention... Attention to <laughs> politics more than I do, obviously. What's, uh... What's the status on him? Is he a normal guy? Or is he a little bit of a... <laughs> is he a little too conservative or what he's not really in the in the limelight you know what i'm saying yeah you know <laughs> he hasn't really seen the light of day in terms of media attention since the uh election since the uh yeah since they were running against each other so yeah yeah vice election. presidential yeah. debate and all that he's i mean he's a typical conservative republican i, I think that unfortunately like i mean he's far too conservative for my liking, and I, w- I would fear far too effective in implementing a lot of his policy perspectives. He's very, like, anti-gay. Uh, he's pretty mm-hmm. open about that. He's, I don't know, he, you know, typical Republican stances. Um, I don't know. At this point, I, even I am saying that I wouldn't mind if Mike Pence took over. <laughs> I For the longest time, though, it's like, okay, if there's a crazy person at the helm of the ship, that means... Everyone around him is going to limit the amount of damage he can do. They're going to, like, tie down the ship. They're going to tie down the cargo so that it doesn't go overboard. And that's kind of what Congress more or less has done. They passed a tax reform bill, which, fine, like, whatever. It was typical. If if Jeb Bush was president, that was the package that would likely likely have gotten passed. Like, whatever. Trump didn't have much say about that. But they're keeping him from doing – like, he's trying all this stuff with, like, the courts, uh, his travel ban, all this sort of stuff. And you see – an effective democratic process restraining the amount of damage he's able to do to everyone else. Like, yeah. it's pretty minimal. And so for me, it's like, okay, well, at least the shackles are on this guy. Now, if there's... Because uh, right now they're going after the FBI and saying the FBI is, like, super partisan and there needs to be a purge and all that to end the Russia investigation. And uh, we'll see. If it gets to that point, then I think... I would hope the American people have enough sense to, like, make a outcry and fuss to, like, stop anything like that. I can't happening. wait for the day, you know, 20 or 30 years from now or whenever, when documentaries are made and the people inside the White House are totally free to just say whatever they feel like they need to say. They're already you saying get, that. And then you just get all this, like, inside information. That's what Fire and Fury is all about, man. 
Oh yeah, duh. I gotta read that. It was just published. You yeah. will you will get a kick out Have of that. Have you read it? Or no, you started reading no. It? And a fair caveat: this guy is not exactly the standard of journalistic integrity. So. No. Take it with a grain of salt. It's meant to be entertaining. And from right. what I've heard, it's very entertaining. Right. So, like, don't necessarily believe verbatim, but if stuff sounds, pr- like, pretty kind normal as regards to what you've seen in, like, yeah. other news sources on Twitter or stuff like that, I think that there there is an, enough of an element of truth to it to make it be like, holy shit, this is the world that we live yeah. in right now. Because even, even if it's just his perspective, like, I guarantee you others would see that through that sort of lens yeah. as well. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. That is pretty neat. It was, uh, yeah. So but, what do we got here? Oh well, speak, uh, speaking cold of season, how? Okay, what were you gonna say? I'm just these are random thoughts, my friend. This is nothing. Oh, in particular. What were you gonna say right now? Well, I was gonna say, speaking of controversy, we have. Uh, did I mention? To, did I tell you about the gas potential gas station next to the Seven Eleven? I've known about that for several months, and the lawsuit and all that going on. Uh, the last I was brought up to speed was that. The people were trying to appeal the decision and the ju- – I don't know. I can't recall. But I just remember yeah. that – I want that to be built. Every, I think everyone who doesn't live, like, on that block would be fine with that. I want it to be built to spite the people who don't want it to be built. <laughs> uh, Ray told me that, that that lot was supposed to be a McDonald's years and years ago. Really? And I, I was thinking to myself, thank God that wasn't a McDonald's. Like, five, five minutes from my house, I might have grown up a fat kid. Yeah. Like, you never know. Uh, but anyway, the village has agreed to refund $640,000 that the gas station paid for the lot should the lawsuit prevail and they're not able to build there. So I'm sure the village has already spent that money, so now they got to be like, oh, oh yeah. well, uh, so those bonuses we sent out. Well, wouldn't they just know. happen regardless? Like, you buy a lot, and then all of a sudden, oh, actually, you can't build on it, and we're keeping your money. Dude, Glen Ellen is like, filled with doctors and lawyers, like legal, legalistic-type people who, if you give them money, they are not going to be too keen to, to give it back. So I don't know. No, but what I'm saying is, so you, they said that, hey – in case this lawsuit prevails, you'll get your money back. Yes. Well, that should, have, that should have already been the case. Apparently, it was up for debate. They're going to say, well, you gave us the money. It's your lot. You can't build anything on there, but it, oh, I see. you own it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's, I see what you're it's saying. It's just going like to... Na- like you're uh, the owner of the, the lot next to your house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got the lot. You can't build a house on it. Because it's in a flood zone, but uh, you got the lot, and you still have to pay property taxes. Exactly, <laughs> and no one is ever going to no buy it. And no one ever wants to buy it. <laughs> and definitely not the Thorcells, because they can utilize it for free. Oh, totally. Yeah, looking Although, at it and playing on it and uh, having people get stuck reversing their car <laughs> from your driveway. We had another it. Amazon driver get stuck. Really? Did I tell you again? about this? No. Uh, back uh, right before Christmas. No. Yeah, so it was, what, almost a year ago or whatever that the first Amazon truck driver tried to do a three-point turn in this little-ass, you know, stone driveway. Got stuck, yeah. Got stuck in the ditch, was there for, oh, man, three or four days? No. I was going to say three or four hours. It was there for a couple of days. They left it there, just sitting there. Wow. And so we're like, okay, never again, never again. And so before Christmas, we have this crazy snow, and another Amazon driver tries to do the exact same thing, gets stuck in the ditch, 
And, you know, you hear the the wheels going. And so eventually, like, my mom ends up going out and she says, there is no, like, uh, she lets her know, like, you're going to need to get this towed. Like, you can't leave it halfway mm-hmm. blocking our driveway, that sort yeah. of thing. And uh, it was this, like, small little girl who was, like, absolutely terrified and just like, I'm so sorry, like, all that. Eventually was able to get it out, but it left another one of those massive divots just to show that an Amazon truck driver has been here. So we're thinking about getting a sign that says, "Amazon to all Amazon truck drivers, do not do three-point turn here. Yeah. Like, in a stake where they would normally do You guys should have took pictures of the trucks and then blow them up to, like, an 8x11 and then stuck it onto the sign. So we have pictures see. of the first one. Nice. Yeah. So. That's really funny. That's... I just don't know what it is about Amazon drivers, but this seems to be a pretty consistent complaint that I've heard among people in general oh, I just back it up and where they leave the packages too they always leave the packages like out in the rain have you ever seen those videos on youtube of uh fedex or ups or Am- of, yeah, of just like yeah straight up just throwing <laughs> a package with complete disregard. oh i thought you were gonna say walking into people's houses no complete disregard for con- the contents inside <laughs> Just like tossing it on shit and like throwing it over fences. I've seen that before, but there's like compilation videos of just of drivers just having complete disregard for other people's things <laughs> delivering, but they don't care. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing too is this is just an interesting little nugget, but mm-hmm. are are you familiar at all, or did you hear about the whole Disney acquisition of Fox? Yes. Okay. And the fact that, like, there's a bunch of superhero stuff happening now. Yes. Which is going to be awesome. Yeah. But they're changing, the, they're changing a lot of uh, dates around to, like, align. Disney's trying to align. So, like, Deadpool is getting moved up into, I think it's going to be, like, May or something like that. Or March. I don't know. But Are they trying to move up films with they're just moving the back one superhero a lot so they can make a, another giant super film with all the superheroes? No, right now they're just like realigning all the movie schedules so that Disney basically gets the maximum profit. You 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 have one studio producing one superhero film and then 2 weeks later or 3 weeks later, like after all the buzz is down, you have the next like superpowered yeah. studio coming out with their theirs, but they're all under the Disney Corporation, okay. so Okay. It's going to just be this constant cash cycle okay. that's coming in. They I mean they're killing the superhero market. I wonder how much longer this whole superhero trend is going to last. Because, like, every it's other been, movie it feels like that comes out is a superhero movie. It has been... Uh, Ten years. No, it's been... Iron since, Man. It's been more than that. It's been... It started with super, It started with oh. Spider-Man. When Spider-Man came if out... If you want to really go that Toby back Maguire, that far... I mean, that was the first one, but it didn't really get started well, Started until The Dark Knight. you need a spark night. before you get a flame. Fine, we'll call it The Spark. I'm okay. fine calling it The Spark. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm not... No, that wasn't... Yeah, I mean, it was super popular, but it... That was back, what, that like, 2002. 2002? Spring 2002. Are you sure? Yep. You want to make a bet? You want to no. check Google again? You know I can't bet. That was spring idiot. 2002. I meant, I, I meant that as a Rhetorical, colloquial, colloquial, colloquial saying. Well yes. said. Good vocab word. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was just messing. But uh, 16 years. That's 16 years ago that, that it first started. And yeah, it really, there was a, it's like at the height right now. The because Avengers after the Spider-Man, Ooh, there was Spider-Man in 2002, and then Spider-Man 2, and then Spider-Man 3. And then there was Hulk uh, with Eric Bana. And then they did 
Then there was Iron Man. And then there was Batman. And then Batman really set things off. Iron Man was really... No, no, no. no Batman, Batman was Batman 2006. Yeah, 2005, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and then, then the Iron Knight. Man was 2006 or 2007. Hulk was still, like, in 2004 with Eric Bana. And then those yeah. became super popular. And then everything just unraveled from there. I mean, the fact that... And Marvel, too. The fact that Marvel has really just captured the spirit of... All X-Men, these different... I forgot. X-Men. It yeah. was 2001. Oh, yeah. X-Men. That was... 2000, that... 2001. Yeah. yeah. That was the leadoff right there. It was X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? Uh, just that... I mean... So, Marvel, like... Marvel doesn't just do superhero movies. They do genres of superhero movies. Like, they'll do... Uh, like a buddy comedy in Guardians of the Galaxy. They'll do a heist type uh, superhero movie with Ant Man. Like Ant Man is a heist. Ant Man is is basically a heist movie, but okay. with superheroes and uh, comedy, uh, drama, action. So I mean, all these different uh, you know, movie categories just fall under the superhero blanket, and they're, so they're able to is diversify. Deadpool Marvel? Uh, no, uh, Deadpool was oh man. Someone they're out there is like, Fox. are you fucking yeah, they're Victor? Fox. They're Fox. Is Deadpool Marvel? Are you an idiot? I just I don't know. He's going to be. I'm not he's a comic book guy. He's not DC. Yeah. He's a, he's originally a Marvel superhero. Okay. I was thinking because that's like super uh, graphic and gore. Oh, and yeah. Like, no. I, I don't know. there's tits I, in that movie if I remember correctly. Yes. I bl- and a butthole. And a butthole. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> so on that note. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and just one more thing about the fucking weather. Did you see, I was watching all day, the line of cold descending no. into the Midwest. It was just a solid sheet of just coldness. Wiping away this 55 degree weather that we've been enjoying for two days now. I do want to say one thing completely unrelated to everything else I've been t- saying, kind of. I've been watching The Twilight Zone a lot because I have so many episodes recorded from, like, the 60s, right? And there were two episodes that I've watched, and I I'm, I know there's going to be more out there, where I kind of was, like, tilt my head and I was like, wait, did I just hear that? And then I rewind, and I play it again. I'm like, nope, they just said that. <laughs> and one of them was uh, the wife was, like, nagging her husband and was like, uh, what are you going to do? Fix yourself a stiff drink, get plastered, and listen to colored music. And I was like, oh, I was like what? wait, what did she just say? Rewind. Play. Yep, she said that. Yep, oh my she said God. that. And then I was listening to another one, and William Shatner was in this episode. A young, like, 29-year-old William Shatner. And um, he's having an argument with his girlfriend, and he says to her, you know, now... Please, so and so, stop, stop, uh, stop talking to me like a retarded child. And I was like, wait, did he just say that? <laughs> also, or he like, or like I'm retarded, or like I'm a, I don't think he said retard because that was something that probably evolved more recently than in the '60s. Yeah, was just stop talking to me like a retarded child, or like I'm retarded. I was like, uh, I'm gonna have to rewind this again. Play. Uh, no, okay, yeah, I, no, yeah, I heard that correctly. Back, back in a simpler time. 
that's like, that's hmm. that's the era that's the era all those old white that people want to return to. Interesting. Isn't that <laughs> colored music? It's great television, though. It's so, there. It's that is such an original show, and every episode is, it is just yeah. like. Now the wow. question is, like, are you allowed to appreciate it? With the current, like, does it, it obviously doesn't age well, but are you still allowed to appreciate it while it still has basically blatant racist, racist or sexist stuff in there? Yeah. Because it's not like I'm focused, I'm not, it's not like I'm honing in on that one thing. It was like a blip. Because you're a white kid. Because you're a white kid who doesn't know any better who needs to shut up. It's such an awesome show. (laughs) Yeah. No, it really is super creative. It's super, super, super awesome. I've always enjoyed it. And I think I, I see a lot of the actresses on that show. I'm like, oh, wow, you're so pretty. But you're probably dead right now or super, super old. You're probably right. Um, there's an episode that I really liked where it's, oh, man. Dude, you got to watch some of those episodes. They're just so creative. I've seen some of them. The, uh, where he loses his glasses. He's the last person on Earth. Oh, where he's looking for the books? For the books, yeah. That's a famous one, yes. yeah. Yeah, and he drops the glasses, and he he gets them all lined up in the library, and then they break. Yep. Um, There's this other one where there's, like, this, this, the whole episode, you don't see anyone's face, because it's, like, this futuristic society, um, and this woman has her face in bandages, and she's going through all these procedures, so she looks like everyone else, and throughout the episode, they're like, she's so hideous, she's so ugly, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, and they take the bandages off, and she's beautiful. And then you get to see the face of the doctors and everyone else, and their faces are all, like, fucked up. And the, the whole concept of the show is, like, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Like, oh, you're going to go off to a place of your own kind. Here's so-and-so. He's one of your kind. He's going to take you there. This strikingly handsome man. It's like, what backwards-ass place are they living in right yeah. now where, like, where beauty is viewed as ugly and ugly is viewed as beauty. But a lot of those episodes have messages that will hold up till the end of time. Oh, absolutely. And they're so Eternal great. truths. Yes. So they're just so, so great. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Well, what else do you have? <laughs> I'm done, man. All right. Well, I think that's everything, right? What? <laughs> your sign off, man. You got it. I'm prepared. I'm you're, just you're afraid unpre- because I feel like you don't like it. Is just I'm, killing me right I'm now. I'm okay with it, but I feel like you still don't just like letting it. Letting the silence linger yeah. and fade away. Fade away like this. My presence from the table. <laughs> just rolling slowly away. Until next time. 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 Time.